Y'all are listening to the Maverick of Marketing Radio Show. And now, here's your host, Shannon Maverick. Gosh, that whip crack gets me every time. What a sassy way to start Yeehaw. a Monday morning. Yeehaw, everyone. This is Shannon Maverick, your host of Maverick of Marketing Radio. And I am so, so lucky to be joined with Daniel Litwin, the hey voice guys. of B2B himself. It's me. Yes. Yeah, sorry, your your trusty steed of a producer, Tyler Kern, is not here today. That's okay. What a bummer to have to have the voice of B2B. Oh, I know. I suck. <laughs> Big no, time. No, no. This is great. And like I was saying, uh, we were kind of chatting right before the show. We have a really fun show this afternoon. This afternoon? This day's flying by. This morning? This afternoon? <laughs> I wish 9 a.m. was afternoon. Oh, wow. gosh. I know. Well, we were just saying that I walked into the building this morning, and it was 70 degrees. And when we leave the office at 4.30, maybe me, 5.30, you, mm. whatever time y'all get uh, out of here. i'm gonna aim for 5 30 that sounds, sounds That's good early, to me sweet early. um it's gonna be below freezing so classic mm. texas in the fall slash winter slash you just always have to have jackets readily it's supposed available. to get warmer later in the day i think we you know the <laughs> dials nice are the dials are backwards hello oh man i know it i know it but besides the crazy weather in texas yeah we have a really fun show today um gonna be chit-chatting about a couple of fun things going on kind of in the the new product release world with coca-cola so we'll be hearing about their newest product release. They haven't had a new product launch in over a decade. Mm. So it's a pretty big deal for them to have a new line um, of beverages coming out. So we'll chat about that. And a cool article that I saw on Wall Street Journal about this might be, I'm particularly interested in hearing your um, perspective on it. Okay. The CMO title is starting to kind of fall to the wayside. Mm. A lot of big corps are starting to drop the chief marketing operations position and replacing it with chief customer officer, um, chief growth officer. Mm. And so being that you interview lots of marketers, but I'm curious to hear if you've seen kind of in the interviews that you've done, if kind of the marketing titles falling away and it's these new titles coming into play. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't have like a concrete answer for you in that, oh, I've interviewed X amount of people who no longer right. go by CMO, but the trend doesn't surprise me. Um, mostly because I think the concept of marketing isn't isn't really up to date like the yeah. the idea of what a marketer does now is so much more ingrained in like building human connection yep. in creating um authentic content uh it's not just like I'm going to send out a press release and or an email blast. Right. Or even like I'm going to be on Facebook and advertise <laughs> our stuff. Like it's not that simple anymore. Marketing yeah. nowadays really is more nuanced and it's more uh, human than I think it's ever been before, even though we use so many more technology tools to get yeah. there. So I'm not surprised that the term CMO is being ditched for another term. Now, will that actually change much of like, what said CMO does if they're now a chief growth officer? Like, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but the ditching of the term is interesting. I mean, yeah. maybe people just don't really value the word marketing quite as much because it's just too generic. Yeah, and we'll get into that a little bit more when we discuss the article. But I just was curious, as you're the one that deals with these marketers really at face value, getting yeah. their stories out there. For sure. Um, just curious to hear your perspective. Yeah. And that leads me to our special guest that we have. Miss um, Lori Wadner, the marketing manager of Champion Manufacturing, an incredible, incredible healthcare manufacturing company. 
Um, she's going to talk with us all about the importance of storytelling. Wonderful. Um, like you touched on, it's all about engaging with the customer, building relationships with the customer. And I personally think you have to do that before they even have a first interaction with a member of the company. And the best way to do that is through storytelling mm. with content. So Lori's going to talk with us about her experiences, um, her stories that she's excited to share or have already shared for Champion, and just really about the importance of using that in your strategy. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. So um, as noted earlier, Coke, Coca-Cola. Coke. I yes. am a Coca-Cola gal. You are. I love Coke Zero, but they're <laughs> actually jumping on the seltzer train. Really? So, Yep, they um, they noted that they needed to catch up with, I think they said the brand was Talking Rain, I read, which I used to drink Talking Rain a million years ago, but I'm I'm also a LaCroix drinker, LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll be releasing a new seltzer brand called Aha in uh, March. Aha! <laughs> so, um, I, I'm looking at it right now. I yeah. love the branding and the colors. Yep, yep. It's their first major launch of a new product line in over a decade. So, actually, Daniel, pop quiz to you. What was their last major product launch before, I guess, over a decade ago, before AHA? Uh, <laughs> Think along the lines of healthier beverage uh, options. Was it, like, was it vitamin water when they purchased – or Powerade when they purchased them no. or something? No. Uh-uh. I have no clue. It's Gold Peak Tea. Gold Peak Tea? Yeah, which I'm not – I, I didn't know. know that was a Coke. I know, right? They, you just think tea? about traditional huh. like Diet Coke, Coke Zero, Sprite, but yeah. no, it's yeah, Gold Peak Tea. Wow. Yeah, so um, their new drinks, two of the eight flavors will have caffeine in them. Yum. Yay. <laughs> um, but none of them will have sugar or calories. Interesting. So I guess they're just going to be like the the seltzer drinks that keep popping up all over the place. I mean, I, I, the flavors that I'm seeing here are amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan already. Uh, definitely, you know. The consumer in me is popping out right now. So <laughs> I know. It said that um, Coke's existing sparkling water business increased sales 27% wow. in 2018. Wow. So, I mean, if something's working, you got to hop on the, the bandwagon. Yeah. Well, you so. know, it's interesting that they're they're leaning into this, but they're not going so far as to embrace the alcoholic seltzer, which yeah. seems to be all the rage Does, nowadays. This might be a naive question. Does Coke have any alcoholic beverage products? My thought is no but yeah, I, I, I could be wrong i mean yeah. my, my thought is no but um but yeah i mean people like their seltzy their um their healthy drinks yeah. right and i mean i if it's got caffeine in it and if it's like a carbonated drink it's not ever gonna be like the healthiest thing for you but right. i l i know i have some friends that are lacroix <laughs> like stands me you yes <laughs> love it uh-huh and um and so the flavors they're offering seem very original, mm -hmm. uh, and the branding looks great. I could yeah. definitely see this uh, catching hold with that market. So yeah. it's curious, interesting stuff. Curious to try it. So look for those in March. Um, colorful cans released by Coke. So, and uh, back to what we were originally talking about, yeah. the whole CMO title kind of falling to the wayside. Sure. Um, in a Wall Street Journal article written by Nate Ives, he interviewed um, Keith Johnston, so the VP of Forrester Research. He's a VP of Research and Development. He said that really isolating marketing to just marketing-related titles um, treats marketing as an afterthought. So he, what he's seeing as with CMOs and VP of marketing titles really disappearing, it's getting rid of the role, makes marketing a company-wide um, responsibility. 
So it gets all avenues of the company involved in marketing activities. And he says this is increasingly important. This really resonated with me as, as it's what we've really seen. Right. Traditional advertising is declining and experiences that consumers have with brands is becoming more important. So like we talked about, really moving towards this chief customer officer, mm. chief growth officer, it kind of doesn't pigeonhole one person into just marketing activities. It's all about anything that touches the customer or touches the, the consumer. And that can be, uh, uh, the article goes on to interview Amanda Tolson, who's was the CMO for Birchbox, the Kay. beauty brand subscription company, but she is now the chief customer officer. And she said that through doing that, she's not just a business uh, brand driven business strategy. They're a brand driven um, marketing strategy. Interesting. So it's not just about marketing. It's about the business as a whole. And she said that she deals with um, marketing, technology, merchandising, employee, all of those different implications go into the chief customer role. Versus marketing is just social media, right. content. I mean, it's kind of a, it pigeonholes things. And I, I kind of agree with that. And I mean, brands like Uber, Johnson & Johnson, they don't have CMO roles. These are like some of the biggest corporations in the world. Mm. And they've dropped that for other titles. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. And it's definitely a change of uh, direction for the, the kind of corporate hierarchy. You know, um, I, I think it embraces flexibility in these roles. Yeah. I think it it does kind of refocus the mission to be more human centered than just like uh, than just advertising centered. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's probably the core connection is that marketing often is seen as advertising and advertising in and of itself is very fleeting. Yeah, it's very. uh you know, Smoke it, and mirrors. Right. It feels like it's just like you have to get it done, but there's not really a ton of uh, a ton of connection between advertising. It's like you throw it out there and you yeah. hope people see it. But chief growth or chief customer officer or whatever, um, both of those, and I'm sure there are other titles that have really been embraced. Numerous, yeah. Um, but at least those two uh, focus more on, okay, how can we build the brand – and how can we do that in a way that really reaches people beyond just they like our product, mm -hmm. but like they resonate with our brand mm -hmm. or they see them themselves in the brand. Uh, and I think that's the right way to go. People are looking for that experience. People, uh, you know, don't really shop as much for like the – this isn't a scientific assertion, but <laughs> they, they don't really shop as much uh, for – like the, the convenience when you go out and you purchase mm -hmm. something off the shelf, a lot of that convenience is being eaten up by e-commerce or even grocery delivery, stuff yeah. like that, right? Um, uh, and, you know, when we talk about retail as well, going into the store, into the brick and mortar, there's got to be another layer. This is something I explore a lot in my podcast, the idea yeah. of the experience economy. So having someone at the helm of that that understands that the experience economy isn't just how can we target our ads at the right people? It's mm -hmm. how can we draw people in to care about the brand, to resonate with the brand, to be brand ambassadors, you know, to love the brand so much that they do our marketing for us, yeah. basically, without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, the, the next step for um, marketing in general. So it's, it's cool to see that this is being reflected in something like the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, well, I think that 
the marketplace is just more saturated now than it ever has been. There's, I mean, I watch Shark Tank a lot. I don't know about you, but anytime new products come in, they always say, oh, this is just a better mouse trap, right? So there's, it seems like original ideas are hard to come by just because there's so much with Amazon, um, just e-commerce in general. And so I think the companies that can really use I don't know, just tactics to be able to build their brand credibility, build a relationship, like you were saying, with their client, even before they've touched the product, they've spoken with a representative of the company. Um, it goes a long way. And I think that's why just using the CMO title isn't quite enough for what it means to actually build the reputation of a company. I think I like the way it's going. I like the idea of a chief customer officer. It, it makes you far more customer oriented but it also puts a lot more um responsibility on the company if you're putting someone in that role it means that you truly are building um a strategy you're building a plan to make sure that everything that you you do for the customer is going to be taken care of right so it kind of puts a a stamp of i don't know we're going to get this done we have someone that's going to make sure we get this done i don't know I just found it interesting, Definitely. especially since we only ever really deal with a bunch of marketers. So it's like, wait, what does this mean? Agreed. <laughs> but um, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to be joined with Lori Wagner, Marketing Manager of Champion Manufacturing. Going to be wonderful. We'll be right back, folks. At this very moment, there are over one and a half billion websites on the Internet. How do you make sure your stands out above the fray? MarketScale's 3D animated product videos can set you apart by educating your customers and demonstrating how your product works. Think about it. How many companies out there have 3D animated product videos to provide insight into their products and processes? There aren't many, that's for sure. Harness the power that drives B2B to educate, inform, and inspire your clients. And establish your company as the industry leader that it is. Head over to MarketScale.com to get started. And learn more about what 3D animation can do for you. Welcome back, everyone. Your host, Shannon Maverick of Maverick of Marketing Radio, and we are so excited to be joined with Miss Lori Wadner, Marketing Manager of Champion Manufacturing. Lori, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh my gosh, of course. I'm so excited. I know that you have a busy uh, travel schedule, at least the Champion team does, just being out at Healthcare Design Conference, and I'm sure you have a couple more coming up, so so glad that you could join the show. And one of the things I really wanted to bring you on the show to talk about is Daniel and I were talking in the, the intro a bit about the power of storytelling and how CMO roles are kind of disappearing because they need to use more authentic uh, connectivity with their clients. And I think storytelling is the best way to build that. So I just wanted to ask you a few questions um, around storytelling and why you think it's so important to use stories in your marketing strategy. So if you wouldn't mind sharing with us. Sure, absolutely. Um, I I was listening to the beginning of the show, and I completely agree with you and Daniel. Um, marketing is no longer simply just developing, selling, and delivering a product. Mm -hmm. You have to connect with the buyer on a much deeper level than that. And storytelling, in my opinion, is an essential part of any type of relationship marketing strategy to help build that essential connection with the customer. Uh, by using empathy, uh, your storytelling helps the brand seem more relatable 
and helps build the trust in the brand. Once you've earned that trust, the buyer obviously will hopefully move to purchase. Right. Uh, but I, I, can, I consider trust more like oxygen. You have to have it in order to establish the relationship with the customer before they move to buy. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love that reference, oxygen, because, I mean, you don't just buy something, especially in the B2B marketplace, um, out of impulse buy. Everything you do, it's it's trust-oriented. And just like Daniel and I were talking about, the marketplace, not only just in e-commerce and retail is so saturated, but it also is in the B2B marketplace. And you're right, if you don't have trust in the vendor or the, the company that you're looking to purchase from, then you're not really doing your job. So is that something that you've really Absolutely. seen? Yeah, in how using stories has impacted um, dealing with prospective clients? Or how do you see storytelling as being important when dealing with prospective clients? I think from a tactical perspective, when brands are truly separating themselves from their competition, they are adding that emotional element to their marketing strategy. And they tell their story of why their brand, their product, or their service is uniquely qualified to meet the needs of a customer. Uh, and again, that's where the trust comes in. You're, you're establishing that trust, um, and you're making it very personable when you create your ad campaigns, your posts your white papers, etc. All of these things that are meant to be viewed by thousands of people, um, at least you hope thousands of people. <laughs> right. Um, but in, in actuality, they're viewed by a singular person at any given time. So your message has to be relatable to that one person, and it has to tell your story in a way that resonates with that viewer. That's how you gain the interest that will lead to that important first step of the customer connecting directly with the brand. Yeah, I agree. And is that something that you've seen has kind of been a change in the marketplace or how companies market to their buyers? Because it used to be as long as you had kind of a magazine ad running or if you had a banner ad um, on someone, like it pops up, then you're at least getting a, a reach. You have customers viewing your your information. But have you really seen that there's been a big switch to needing to kind of build that trust and build that credibility through using content? Well, there absolutely has been a change. Um, I wouldn't say it's in the last five years. I would say maybe in the last 10 to 20 years, actually. Um, but, you know, you can get by with providing information regarding your product or service, and you can rely heavily on facts as a baseline of marketing efforts. Um, in the past, but as I look through the history of advertising and I see how it has changed dramatically through the years, many companies have changed their tactics in order to get the best engagement. Mm -hmm. And social media has really brought this change to the surface as the modern consumer really wants to engage with the brand so that they can relate to the brand. And when I mentioned earlier, like the individualized messaging that helps build this trust, that is a necessary element in creating that momentum towards moving the customer to the purchase. Yeah. You kind of have to build messaging that allows them to see what their lives are going to be through the shoes of 
perspective or our current clients, excuse me. I always love the content or kind of the stories. They were like the commercials on TV that make me cry where it shows like the, um, the, the doctor helping the, the patient or it just allows you to kind of visualize what your life would be like or what your, your customer journey would be like working with Champion or any other brand. And it builds that, like you're saying, brand trust or brand credibility before you even get to meet someone from the company that individualized messaging. Absolutely. I think it's essential as they move to kind of define define this larger alignment with the brand. And you have to focus your messaging on why your product meets the needs or solves the problem for your customer. You know, their pain points are real and they have to feel like they're being heard. So your marketing tactics, really have to address those key concerns so you get that valuable engagement so you can move to the next step. Absolutely. And are there any stories that you kind of want to share that you have already told or maybe ones that are in the work to um, tell for 2020 for Champion? Well, for Champion, we have a multifaceted approach to our marketing. So we engage not only on the business level, but also at the consumer level. So one thing that really sets Champion apart from the rest is we are really hands-on with our customers, and we take a very personal approach to helping them define their success, and we help them through every step of the journey with our product. So part of our storytelling is our commitment to our customer success. Um, we Champion has been in business for over three decades. And we've told our story many ways throughout those years. Um, but the one thing that we will really be focusing on in the future is actually having case studies done. Mm-hmm. Um, you can share all the facts and details about your product, but that alone is not really going to move someone to purchase. By telling the story from a computer or com- customer's perspective, their needs or their pain points and how we address them and how we provided solutions to meet or hopefully exceed their needs is a really powerful statement. And the viewer may or may not know who your brand or product is when they're researching online. But once they come up against a case study, it, it helps establish that trust because these studies are from a customer's viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And personally, to me, that's a powerful motivator that drives the engagement of a consumer right to your brand. I couldn't agree more. I mean, who's better to speak to the relationship that you build with your clients than current clients? And like I kind of said earlier, really showing their journey and how they help their patients and champions just kind of a vehicle to help them do that. Um, we call that hero content. And that's, I think it's some of the most impactful content that you can use to really build that trust. So I can't wait to see some of the awesome projects that y'all release um, in the future. That's going to be fun. And this is the part of the, the show where I always like to ask my guests if there's someone that has really made an impact on your career or on your marketing journey that you would want to shout out as a maverick of mark as excuse me, a uh, maverick of marketing. And you can name them directly or just talk about the impact that they've had on your life. But would love to hear. Oh, sure. Um, I actually have two um, that really come to mind. 
Um, one of my old professors, um, his name was Ed Harding, and he has passed. Um, but he always used to ask me, Lori, are you selling the sizzle or the steak? <laughs> Love so that. This, this phrase in its most simplistic form is, is always a reminder to me to know what you are selling first and then create a message around that. So that definitely helps me with the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but another person that I follow um, is Simon Sinek, and of course you all have heard about him. <laughs> yep. um, author, speaker, inspirational thought leader, but he centers around the why of what you do, what you do. And in essence, this is key to the brand, finding out who they really are, and that helps them define their message. And ultimately, how the brand helps the customer achieve their goals. That, that's, that's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I see his content all over LinkedIn. I mean, I feel like you can't even log in without seeing his stuff. But it's all so inspirational. It's like you almost forget that he's a marketer and he almost seems like a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah uh, tr- truly yeah so i i hear you there he's definitely one of the people i enjoy following his content and you're right he is all about the why and that's just kind of like the are you selling the sizzle or the steak which i'm totally going to start using cuz it's true like <laughs> if if you're not building um a reason as to why someone should work with you they're not just going to simply buy on the what i mean it, it maybe in kind of the direct-to-consumer route that might work, the impulse buy, but in B2B, you have to establish um, credibility. You have to establish a value proposition and why these partners should work with you because I'm sure it's not a cheap investment, especially when you're dealing with a premium product like Champion um, Designs and Manufacturers, so you have to have that value prop behind everything that you do. But I love that. Two great people that are now in the Maverick of Marketing Club, as are you, Lori. And thank you so much for being with us this morning. Such a fun chat. And I align with everything you talk about on storytelling. I I just can't thank you enough for being with us this morning. Perfect. Well, Shannon, thank you for having me on the show. Of course. We'll talk with you later. Take care. All right, everyone, that was Miss Lori Wadner, marketing manager at Champion Manufacturing. Isn't she just awesome? Fantastic stuff. I she just everything. Love the she sizzle does, steak. Love I'm that. seriously gonna start using that. Are you selling the sizzle or the steak? Mm. Especially being vegan, I'm like, mm, maybe not. It's <laughs> no. got me hungry though. I'm hungry yeah. now. No, but it's so true. I think everything it goes along with the whole show, really. You have to build that brand credibility, really establish the why behind your products and your services and Storytelling is such an authentic way to get there. So, 100%. Yeah. All right, Maverick. We got any final thoughts before the end of the end of the show? Not much. Just that I hope I brought a coat warm enough to leave the office today. <laughs> yeah, I definitely just wore this because I stepped outside and I was like, wow, it's nice. Yeah. And 
I don't really check the weather every day, yeah. which is probably my bad. So <laughs> I'm going to be freezing when I walk I out of here. I know, I know. But as far as travels go, I am in the office all week. But the rest of the Market Scale team is out at Fabtech. Wow. Um, so I'm an incredible show up in even colder uh, Chicago, yeah, Illinois. Burr. Yep. So um, if you're at the show, look for any of the, the crew, the Market Scale crew, Market Scalians Ooh. that are walking around uh, McCormick, the um, conference center. But as far as me, I will be in Dallas, so nothing exciting there. This weekend, I'm going to San Francisco. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. That's going to be fun. good. Yeah, just visiting some fam. Nice. But then next week, I'm going to be at IAPA, which mm-hmm. is the um, International Attractions yeah. show. So we're going to be talking theme parks, all that good stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I was at um, NRPA, uh, gosh, maybe like a month nice. and a half ago. So kind of same thing, Parks and Rec. Got to see a lot of playground structures, yeah. water park structures. Yeah, it's it's a fun crew. Very You're visual. You're going to have a good time. Very visual. Yeah. But as far as that, um, that kind of wraps up the show. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, hearing from Miss Lori Wadner. She's such a great gal. And everything you can see from her tactics and her marketing strategies just authentic to the core so yeah and curious if you kind of align or have seen the cmo trend kind of like we were talking about falling to the wayside i'd love to hear so be sure to shoot me a, a message or a comment on any of my linkedin posts would love to hear if that's something that your company is taking on um yeah curious but i think that about does it so this is shannon maverick your host of maverick of marketing signing off and remember Mavericks don't run with the herd.